2: But when we're off-duty, we let out all the words we can't normally say. So if you're around small children or others who may not like our language, you
3: might want to listen in another place.
2: Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy talking about chapter 12 of sandry's book so
4: grab your cup of coffee or tea or your drink of
3: choice and let's chase a dog into
4: death
2: chapter 12 we're finally getting into it y'all i believe this is where we get word that there's going to be a big earthquake that hits
3: yes going to regat is there a temple there Wave circle temple. Nico is gone for a few days and nobody knows what's going on. And then Nico finally tells everyone, oh, there's going to be an earthquake. I had to sift through all the fortunes and everything coming through. And then whenever uh, he tells the kids about the earthquake going to happen in Rigat, I guess they sent some pigeons to let Rigat know. And their reply back to them is, you may be surprised. And Nico doesn't like the sound of that at all.
4: Okay, but look, we learned a few chapters ago, you don't fuck with Mother Nature. She fucked you back twice as hard. Yeah.
2: That's <laughs>
3: probably why Nico is not very happy. Also, Sandry has a nightmare in this chapter. She sees her dead parents and her dead maid servant. And this is where we find out that she's afraid of the dark it's hinted at in earlier chapters
4: but this is where it explicitly said hey
3: she's afraid of it because she's
4: talking about how the lamp burned down in one night and she's like oh nope (laughs) i
3: need to get a bigger lamp the next day everyone's feeling restless and sick because of the earthquake that's gonna happen soon so lark tells the kids hey take the dog outside he's driving me crazy go on a walk or something go play (laughs) something i'm and the dog sees a mouse. Dog! A mouse! Chasing a mouse. Into a cave in the cliff. And uh, there's an earthquake while they're in the cave.
2: Step one of our reading process is reading like a novice. What did you guys like or not like about this chapter?
3: Hold on. Well, so I pulled out two things. I like the part where Rose Thorn tells Nico, "Perhaps mention that Crane's key <laughs> is the hair better than mine, just the hair." No, and you told Crane. I said that. No, that's what you highlighted. That too. is exactly what I highlighted. <laughs> How yeah. dare you steal <laughs> it from yeah. me? I really like this because even though she won't tell Crane, she still isn't afraid to admit when other people are better at things than she is. Even if i yes. not going to tell that person. So I think that's pretty big of her. The second part is during Sandry's dream. She's describing the palace. There were cold places, boxes of marble, crystal, metal, and porcelain with no place where a person could sit and be comfortable. And we've talked time and time again about how Sandry isn't like other nobles. But again, this shows just how much she's always disliked or didn't fit in well with the other nobles, while other people would have loved to have been in a palace, and they would have found that to be super comfortable and stuff. So those are the two that I picked.
2: She actually reminds me just a little bit of Mary from The Secret Garden. (laughs) Now, Mary's a lot less personable, and that's a big part of her character. She's more of a Triss personality. But similarly, Mary's had this experience of growing up wealthy and being taken care of by an Aya and not having her parents around her much. And they're always partying and doing their fancy rich people thing. And Mary just doesn't give a shit about any of that.
4: There's a moment right after everything has shifted and they're kind of there going, well, fuck now, what do we do? She screamed when Briar touched her arm. This is talking about Sandry. The rasp of shifting dirt filled the air. You gotta calm down, he whispered. We're in tight and we need all of our wits. Instead of the half one you got, Thief Boy, drawled Daja. For some reason, even in, we're all
3: gonna die. They're still joking with each other. They're still like, you know what?
2: I want to point out that it's Daja, because this goes back to everything we've said about them, about how she is the calm, cool-headed one because the others are all going to start to panic. I think part of the reason that Daja is able to joke around in this moment is that she is still able to keep her head.
4: The other thing I really liked about this is there's a part Nitz Breyer talking, and he goes, you know, Bag, I could have swore you didn't have a scared bone in your body. Sandry's like, well, guess what? <laughs> and then she actually tells them what happened. They kind of already knew what happened, but they didn't know the aftermath. Yeah. So, like what happened where she had to be blindfolded and she shut down, didn't want to eat, didn't want to talk to anybody, didn't want to be around anybody, just wanted to not exist pretty much. And that's a very
2: different Sandry than what they've known.
4: Yes. I think that with Sandry finally showing a weakness. Because, like, that's something that we don't see in the rest of the book, or at least the other kids don't see. They see her as, I'm going to take on this motherfucker who's twice my size, and I'm going to win. I liked the, I would dare to say, intimate moment of Sandry being, yes, I'm, I'm scared, and this is what scares me more than anything when she's seen all of this kind of vulnerability out of everybody else they're allowed to see that side of sandry not just us
2: this chapter just gives me all of the feels for sandry especially because i am also afraid of the dark so i know that if it was me in there i would be wigging out the thing about pierce is you just kind of go along and go along and then she's like
0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
5: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,
2: part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate this is where we talk about a theme or message that we found in the chapter what sort of themes
4: did you guys find the kind of theme that i noticed is that there's calm in the chaos because daja builds this protective shell around them everything is chaotic they know that it's gonna hit again They are completely aware that they could die here. But in that moment where they are cocooned in this little shell of dirt, rock, and otherwise, they are safe. They're joking. The big thing that Daja feels is safety is her little bot.
2: It's a good theme to be reading about right now.
4: Yes. Because we need to
2: remember... The importance of remaining calm
3: well yes. the theme that I pulled out is the opposite of calm yes <laughs> and I pulled out fear because at the beginning of the chapter their fear that this earthquake might come and then it doesn't come or suppose it's not supposed to anyway and then they get trapped in the cave and Sandry obviously has a lot of fear because she's stuck in the dark. And then they're all afraid that they're going to die. There's a lot of fear within this chapter.
2: Well, my theme is, I guess, community. Because they end
3: up trapped in this
2: cave. And they have to be able to work together to survive. And they know that they're going to have to work together to survive. But then also we have they're sending word to the other town so that they know this earthquake is coming. You see characters taking care of each other and trying to reach out to other people to help them. First of all, I think it's really awesome, this is what I love about good texts, is that three different people can read it and get three very different things. But I also think that these themes sort of weave into each other, especially at a time like this, because... Everyone is afraid right now, but the way to find that calm is to be able to work together and to come together. Mm-hmm. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we find a piece of the text that applies to our own lives. What did you guys find?
3: Well, Indy stole mine. Where Sandry's freaking out in the cave and she's telling all of them what happened and the aftermath of her being stuck in this dark room in the very first chapter. I got two things from it. First thing is sometimes our strong friends need help too. We need to check on them and make sure that they're doing all right as well. Because sometimes they're just putting up a front for us uh, because they don't want to appear weak when they're supposed to be the strong one. So we need to check on our strong friends. And then the second one is that I also feel like that she thinks that she's being silly or a coward for being afraid of something as childish as the dark, but the others get to understand and emphasize empathize with her fear. And this is something that I definitely need to work on because I make judgments about uh, someone or something without knowing the whole story of something first before and I'm like, Oh, that person's silly. They don't like cats, and but they could have had some, drastic thing happened to them when they were a child with a cat or something, maybe a crazy cat attacked them or something. But I just judged them because I didn't hear the whole story, you know? On the flip side of that,
2: this passage reminds me of (coughs) Renee Brown's TED Talk called The Power of Vulnerability. It's basically about how when people are able to make themselves more vulnerable, they build stronger connections with one another. And that's what Sandry's doing. She's allowing herself to be vulnerable in this moment. And and the risk pays off for her because they take care of her and help her. That's what I need to get better at in my life. I don't want to admit that I'm afraid of the dark, which is also true. It's actually something that I've been working on and practicing is trying to open up to people and admit things that I feel like they're going to judge me for.
4: I'm going to go completely left field here. She's so pulling an indie. I am. I am. I am always doing this shit. <laughs> this is why we love you. I, I Thank you. I try. So something that I try and do in my life in general is even in chaos, trying to be that voice of reason. It doesn't always work. <laughs> I might lose my shit a couple of times, but for the most part, I try and be that voice of reason of it's, it's cool, it's fine, everything's gonna be good. We just have to keep our heads. There's a lot of that with each of them in dealing with Sandry and her moment of pure terror. They all have that okay, we need to. A support while also trying to calm everyone down. There's a lot of it from Daja through honestly the entire series. It's not so noticeable in this book because it focuses so heavily on Sandry and her strength, but we have talked about how calm and collected Daja is and how she's that voice of reason even in trying times. Yeah, everything's shit, but you got to find the ability to connect and be with people and lean on each other.
2: I think it goes back a little bit to what happens in Chapter 10 when Triss creates the water spout and Lark undoes it by turning the spindle the wrong direction. It's not like a spell, It's just you use what you know around you and see how you can apply it. And it's this sort of preparation of knowing your strengths and figuring out how to apply them in a specific situation.
3: Excerpt time. Sandry woke when Lark went out for the Earth Temple's midnight rites. About to go back to sleep, she saw a light under her closed door. Little Bear curled up on her bed, jumped down, and nudged the door open. In came Daja, Briar, and Triss, all in their nightshirts. Daja offered her their unflickering light, stronger than Sandry's bedside lamp. It shone from the small, round crystal that she carried. So you never have to worry about the dark again, explained Triss. Briar tossed her a small leather pouch. See, if you put it in there, it doesn't show, and you can hang it around your neck. Sandry, voiceless, took the crystal, holding it up before her eyes. Crystals can be spelled and hold power for a long time, Triss explained. We figure, we hope, Daja corrected. We hope that by the time the power leaves the crystal, you won't be afraid of the dark anymore, Briar explained. Sandry's eyes filled and spilled over. Thank you, she said. I couldn't ask for better friends. Don't get all sloppy on us, retorted Briar. Girls. Little Bear barked sharply. They had paid enough attention to their light and to Sandry. Now they could pet him. Obedient to his orders, just scratched his ears and trissed his rump.
2: Before we close out this episode. Our challenge for the week. Our challenge. This week, write in and tell us what are you afraid of? And we're going to read our favorite answers in a future episode. And now we have to read answers from a previous challenge. In chapter nine, our challenge was what is another socially acceptable swear word that we should add to our vocabulary? And on Facebook, Robbie said, "Pooh bears is my favorite.
4: Yes,
2: I'm I interpreted this as meaning oh bother like
4: how (laughs) yes I dig so
2: if you like listening to this then rate and review us on iTunes and all over the place share it with your friends if you don't like it share it with your enemies (laughs) Um, and we will return next week
4: Reading Circle Temple is created by, by us, Indy, Molly, and Brittany. You can find us at ReadingCircleTemple.com or send us an email at TempleOfReadingCircle at
3: gmail.com.
4: Thanks to Yellow Is for Happy for our
2: artwork.
3: You can find them on Tumblr at YellowIsForHappyDraws or on Instagram at ShannonAndDraws. Also, thank
4: you to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. Find more of Thomas Dick's music on SoundCloud.
3: Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing the Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee
1: next week.
4: She killed me. Yeah. <laughs> to this day. Someone sent her my funeral bill.
3: Cool fact.